Welcome to there and welcome to the rewrap for Thursday. All the best bits from the Mike Hosking Breakfast on News Talk ZB and a sillier package, I am Glenn ZB. And this morning um, we've got uh, more people who are supposed to come up with the right numbers but don't seem to have. Uh, Megan is, has actually bullied people out of the palace, apparently. Um, for some reason we're talking about this. Uh, it's Apple again because there's nobody to pick them and uh, what about the idea of if you aren't vaccinated you're not allowed in the pub but before any of that yes uh, it's gaining momentum the cancellation of dr seuss a bunch of years ago let me tell you uh, katie and i were in melbourne and the dr seuss exhibition was on and it's uh, run by the family these days and limited edition and some original seuss work uh, was on show and indeed some of it was for sale and we decided to buy some uh, it wasn't cheap, but it wasn't Warhol. Uh, besides, anyway, we didn't buy it for the return. It's one of the things I've learned over the years when it comes to putting your money into stuff. Put your money uh, where you don't care about the investment. Don't become attached to it. I mean, I've ended up with wine worth a fortune, but I wouldn't dare sell it. I mean, it's worth something, and I've made money on it, but I wouldn't sell it. I'd love it too much. Art's the same. It's, it's too beautiful, and mostly it's got time and place connection. Anyway, we ended up buying three, and a, a couple of them have before and after bits to them. So the before is the original drawing of Seuss. And the second bit is the print of what it turned out like in the book. And the contrast is amazing. It's brilliant art. Anyway, it turns out, sadly, as of this week, of course, we're going to need to be taking them off the wall and burning them because Seuss has been cancelled by the hand ringers. Uh, he was targeted in American Book Week this week. Schools wouldn't touch him. And as of yesterday, six of his actual books will no longer be published. He's accused of the usual sort of nonsense, characterising people and race in a way we no longer find acceptable. Uh, Seuss is just this week's fascination. Of course, this has been going on for well over a year now. Some of the statue topplers, I note, in Britain. They were in court this week. I know the British Culture Secretary yesterday, Oliver Dowden, having to hand out warnings to the British museums not to allow themselves to be pushed around by the zeitgeist of the day. My fear is that some of those inside the museums are, of course, part of the zeitgeist. They can't stick enough stuff away in a cupboard to appease their fellow lovies. This really is, you know, an historically dangerous time. Evolving belief is one thing, but you don't learn by banning. You don't empower yourself by cancelling stuff. It assumes that today's conclusion is the only conclusion one can come to. That today is the day we collectively all decided we're 100% right, and what an arrogant way of viewing the world that is. Everyone in any age thinks they're right, until they're not. What saddens and worries me most is, right now, we most obviously are not. What this most obviously is, is a bandwagon leapt on, sadly, by navel-gazers, the insecure, the easily led, and the intellectually fragile. In the coming years, today's cancel culture will be a period of embarrassment. It's just the here-today-gone-tomorrow brigade can't wait, won't think past the latest fad. It's social media thinking, uh, basically. It's bright and shiny, which is why our Seuss paintings, of course, will be going nowhere. Um, and in breaking Seuss news, it turns out he wasn't even a real doctor. I know. Shocking. Um, now, even more shocking is that immigration don't seem to be able to count. Now, the problem with numbers is you don't know what you're dealing with, especially when it comes to immigration. Maybe it was deliberate on Chris Farfoy's part, the immigration minister, set the tone, avoid the numbers. He has said when the borders open, <laughs> wouldn't that be a dream come true? But when they do, immigration is not going back to what it was. This mainly is a mistake. Not completely. Some immigration was a shade ropey. There were a few visas about the place where you wondered how much of it was legit for genuinely skilled migrants offering as much needed talent versus what it looked like. Dog cheap labour. But here is what we have learned because of COVID, and this is why I am so surprised that Farfoy hasn't seen it. There are a couple of sorts of immigration. Seriously skilled, genuinely skilled people and grafters. 
The skilled side of it has held us back. The specialist machine operators, for example, that we can't get, yet we're crying out for, which has led to the absurd battle between projects and a bidding war for talent. Are the skills brought in for things like film work and its connection to the much-needed foreign capital and income? The construction sector that's constrained because of a lack of labour and no amount of the government claiming apprentices will fill the gap will fix it. And then there's the field work, the fruit and veggies, the stuff that, rightly or wrongly, not enough New Zealanders will front up and tackle. Not to mention the value of the money earned by the RSC workers and sent back to the Pacific Islands and their families. There was a reason that so many arrived pre-COVID. One, it's a great place to live. Two, we're genuinely short of skills. Three, there is work we can't be bothered doing. We haven't got to the education sector either. Of course, a multi-billion dollar industry hammered, but when open, attached to some of those visas, a bit of study, a bit of work. But the fear here is the combination of ideological blindness from the government, despite all the evidence they still think that locals can cover all gaps, and xenophobia. Sadly, there are New Zealanders who like borders closed and those, those nasty foreigners locked out. They blame migrants for every social and economic ill we've got. So let's see the actual numbers in the end. But Farfoy's worldview is too small, too introspective, ironically, to Donald Trump. It's the last thing this country needs when we come out the other side of this mess and look to gear up and grow and get on with it. Or have we changed our mind on that as well? So what have we, we got here? We've got meteorologists, obviously, first up, who can't forecast the weather ever. Uh, Treasury, they can't forecast what's going to happen with the economy ever. Uh, the COVID modelers, obviously, continually get that wrong. And now immigration can't do that. Should people just stop? Is this because we're so bad at maths? Is that, what, is that what's happening? Uh, maybe well, I should have been taking that we're bad at maths story more seriously. Um, one story I will never take seriously is anything to do with the Royals. They are, by the way, Buckingham Palace, looking into the very concerning claims that some of the staff of Meghan were driven out of their jobs, drove two personal assistants out, undermining the confidence of the third. I think we all see her for what she is, don't we? A sort of a shallow, self-absorbed, attention-seeking, woke, bandwagon-riding hussy. And we're better off without her. And if you watch the program next week, did we decide? I think we got that wrong. Somebody told me it was Sky. It's wrong, apparently. I think somebody's now saying Discovery's bidding for it here and they want to put it on TV3. Do we know? Do we care? Anyway, if you watch it, don't tune into this program the next day. I don't want you here. I sort of think if Mike really doesn't want people to watch that doco, he should stop talking about it. I mean... You know, this is the Mike Hosking breakfast. It's the most expensive advertising in New Zealand for a reason. The saying. Uh, now, uh, n- no apples or n- not many apples, because uh, well, you know nobody's picking them. What's going on here, Mike? The scary thing about the apples in Hawkes Bay situation in the bay is that we haven't hit peak yet. The fruit quality is the best in a decade. The fruit's becoming ready quickly. Some growers now offering huge money, as you mentioned, and yet still. Where are the people to work with? There's plenty of fence jumping and enticing workers away from others. Watch the space. The pain is yet to begin. Isn't that a tragedy? It's, and, and we've all told the government. It wasn't like, oh, no, get a New Zealander. And yes, there were some New Zealanders. They found 350 in Hawke's Bay and uh, 300 in Tasman. And, you know, at $160 a bin, come on, for goodness sake, they're basically the people left who don't want to do the work don't want to do the work. And also, I mean, they got us hooked on an ambrosia last year. 
And now I'm seeing a lot of sweet tango around and not many ambrosia. Get the ambrosia off the trees at least, please. Wait for the prices. Wait till you see the prices for all of this. You're going to be paying for it. Personally, um, I, I'm i not super into apples, given that uh, back in the day I, I spent three and a half hours, uh, three and a half hours, three and a half years working on an orchard. I'm sort of a bit sick of them, and I've never really got over that. I don't mind them, but but yeah, other people in my house, very fussy. They've, it's got to be ambrosias or nothing. It's the world we're living in these days. Um, uh, and, and the other world that we're living in these days is uh, very soon we might not be able to do the things we want to do unless we've been jabbed. No jab, no beer is the claim out of Australia this morning. New South Wales residents, and this is going to be interesting to see whether they roll this out nationally. A, if they roll it out at all, and B, if they roll it out, whether they roll it out federally, i.e. state by state, or whether they go nationally. New South Wales at the moment might well be forced to show proof they've got a vaccine before you go into a pub. The Morrison government allegedly in talks with the with Service New South Wales to discuss the plan. This would be a Service New South Wales app that would display proof whether you've got the jab or not. And if you didn't have the jab, you wouldn't be getting into a pub. Israel, of course, is leading the world in this. Israel, I have more for you later, is claiming that the world is gripped by this and that the world is uh, not only interested, but they love it. And they think it's a good idea and this is going to be the way to go. When we asked Grant Robertson about it the other day, he said there's no way in the world we're doing it here. Uh, Well, we'll see if it happens or not. But uh, Israel, they've got their green pass. In other words, you can't live in Israel unless you use your green pass and you've got a jab. So it'll be interesting to see if Australia goes down that particular track. Could we streamline the process and just get a beer when we get jabbed? Um, Because it'll probably take a bit of the sting off it and make it a bit more enticing. Just blue skying. I'm Glenn ZB. Lots of great ideas in this podcast and more when I see you again tomorrow with another one. See you then.